just understanding that it's so important to even as students are going through the process of learning, having students understand themselves at that point in their academic career, the importance of themselves reaching out to others and being more inclusive and being more welcoming of students that are different from them, from different walks of life, different backgrounds. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us, you the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together, and it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo. And this is The Future of Work. Today's the day of our annual Future of Work conference presented by Pasadena City College. And today's episode features Jonathan Mize of Albertson's Companies, and it is the perfect snapshot of the realistic conversation the conference is planning to have in order to create realistic action steps you can take back with you to your team. So here is a quick conversation to warm you up for today's conference with our hosts, Salvatrice Kumo and Jonathan Mays. Welcome back, Future of Work listeners. Today, we'll take a quick glimpse into our Future of Work conference. And today, my guest is actually one of the panelists for the conference. His name is Jonathan Mays, Senior Vice President, Chief Diversity Officer for the Albertsons Companies. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. And you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a bright, sunny day here in, in LA. And how is it there? I'm in downtown San Francisco, and it's a beautiful day, hardly a cloud in the sky, sunny, no complaints from me. <laughs> That's always a great day when you wake up in San Francisco and there's no clouds, right? So, <laughs> all right, well, we're, we'd like to kind of take a moment to get, you know, a glimpse of your perspective on the future of work and what we can anticipate for the conference. So we'll just kind of get right into it and jump into the first question, which is, your current position, your current title and position with the Albertsons companies, how does that fit into you think in your, in your, through your lens, how does it fit into the general scope of the topic that we'll be sharing or talking about uh, within the future of our conference? Well, I believe all companies want to be the very, very best they can be. And if they are committed to that goal, then I think they should agree that they should do everything they possibly can to achieve it. And we know one of the things they can do to achieve it is to truly embrace diversity, equity, inclusion in word and also in deed. And so my focus is to help organizations figure out how best to do that, to really lean into in an active and committed way 
to how they can be more equitable, how they can have a culture of inclusion, how they can bring diversity into their workforce to help their company, their organization be the best it can possibly be. Thank you. Is there is there room there to also maybe share about how we are preparing the talent? We definitely want to prepare our, our, our companies, but how might our how might the companies actually prepare their existing talent for advancing DEI within their organizations? And then how do we perhaps maybe prepare the new incoming talent for it? Sure. So with regard to existing talent and how we advance their understanding of diversity, equity, inclusion, my company is doing a lot of things in, in that regard. And that includes things such as leading with inclusion sessions. Those are two-hour highly interactive mm-hmm. sessions just to build a greater understanding of what it's like to show up as a woman in the workplace or a person of color or LGBTQ+, or whatever people, persons with disabilities, whatever it might be, what it's like to show up in the workplace and how individuals can really lean into welcoming and having an environment that's inclusive for those individuals, but more importantly, provide a context, a forum for them to be able to thrive, for those individuals, that those groups to be able to thrive. And then in terms of institutions of higher learning, just understanding that it's so important to even as students are going through the process of learning, having students understand themselves at that point in their academic career, the importance of themselves reaching out to others and being more inclusive and being more welcoming of students that are different from them, from different walks of life, different backgrounds. And so the learning doesn't just begin, obviously, when you take the offer and you start a job, but in the academic setting as well, just having a culture that really thrives on embracing diversity, equity, inclusion at the academic level as well as in the work world. Excellent. Now, I was going to ask a follow-up question, but I'm going to leave that for the conference, Jonathan, because <laughs> we definitely want folks to, to attend the conference because because I think that it's so fascinating. I've done a little bit of reading and research around the Albertsons companies and the work that you're doing and the work that the, that the company, that the organization is doing and I'm I'm really excited about it. I don't want to again. I'm not going to ask any follow up questions. But listeners, you got to come to the conference um, to get to get more. But um, Jonathan, I'll tell you what. If there's one thing that our listener um, who is thinking about attending the conference or who's already registered to attend the conference, what would be your one wish that they walk away knowing from? from not only your experiences, your role, or your chats, or your t- that, that uh, on the day of the event? I'm going to answer that by telling a really short story. Love it, yeah. I'm, I'm a professional diversity, equity, inclusion person. I, I, I do my best to live it every single day. I'm really passionate about the work I do, feel really privileged to do, but I make mistakes. And so we all can learn about how more quickly to identify mistakes we make and to try to stop them from reoccurring. Here's a true story, a little embarrassing, but just we were going to be authentic with our panel, so we'll be authentic That's even, right. even now in this discussion. I was standing in line at a restaurant waiting to be seated, and in front of me while I was waiting was a man and a little girl. I thought that this was his daughter, and the man was teaching his daughter. The daughter looked to be about three or four years old, how to shadow box, how to box. They were the shadow boxing right in front of me. And I looked at that and I thought, huh, that's interesting. If that's a little boy, 
I can understand why the dad is teaching his son how to fight. But why why is he teaching his daughter how to fight? She's three or four. Why is he teaching them? And as soon as I said that to myself, I said, hold on. Even though I'm a trained diversity, equity, and inclusion person, bias creeps in so readily. What we hope that people walk away with is understanding bias is real if we are honest enough to acknowledge it for, for anybody who can fog the mirror. But we understand that. The, the goal is to understand when it happens, when we, when we feel bias, to be able to recognize it when we see it, and even more importantly, to eradicate it, to stomp it out, to address it. And so those are things that I want my, the people to attend, who attend to walk away with, some tools that they can use to identify bias, but also to try to mitigate it, to stomp it out. Because in doing so, it'll help them be a more well-rounded person, help them be a better ally, and help them be more of an asset for their organization because they can help others in the organization do the same. That's really, that's a really great story. Honestly, because, because you're right. Sometimes we, we just don't, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes first, first and foremost, we're human and we have bias and we have, and we're conditioned too. Um, there's lots yes. of conditioning as humans, but I love what you said about being aware, addressing it, and then fixing it. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. So great, great. I, I look so forward to hearing more about you and about what Albertsons is doing and about the work just in general. And um, I genuinely look forward to connecting with you and, and hearing from you at the conference. And listeners, we, we too, I can think I can speak for both Jonathan and I, that we hope that you're there and we hope that you have, that you walk away with tools in your hands that you can go back into your workplace and make some significant cultural shifts. And uh, Jonathan, if, our, if folks would like to connect with you, what's the best way they can connect with you? Sure. I am on LinkedIn, Jonathan Mays, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, Mays, M-A-Y-E-S. And they can, of course, LinkedIn, I work with Albertsons Companies. Fantastic. We'll be sure to put those in the show notes and more details on the event in the show notes as well. Thank you, Jonathan. I look forward to it. Thanks, Alvatrice. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform so you can easily get new episodes every Tuesday. You can reach out to us by clicking on the website link below in the show notes to collaborate, partner, or just chat about all things Future of Work. We'd love to connect with you. All of us here at the Future of Work and Pasadena City College wish you safety and wellness.